Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast. This is season 3, episode 3, and let's get on with the episode. The smiling man about five years ago, I lived downtown in a major city in the U.S. I always been a night person, so I would often find myself bored after my roommate, who was designedly not a night person, went to sleep. To pass the time, I used to go for long walks and spend the time thinking. I spent four years like that, walking alone at night, and never once had a reason to feel afraid. I always used to joke with my roommate that even the drug dealers in the city were polite. But all of that changed in just a few minutes one evening. It was Wednesday, somewhere between 1 and 2 in the morning. I was walking near a police patrol park, quite away from my apartment. It was a quiet night, even for a weeknight, with very little traffic and almost no one afoot. The park, like most nights, was completely empty. I turned down a short side street in order to loop back to my apartment when I first noticed him. At the far end of the street on my side was the silhouette of a man dancing. It was a strange dance similar to a waltz, but he finished each box with an odd forward strut. I guess you could say he was dance walking? Headed straight for me. Deciding he was probably drunk, I stepped as close as I could to the road to give him a majority of the sidewalk to pass me by. The closer he got, the more I realized how graceful he was moving. He was very tall and lanky and was wearing an old suit. He danced closer still until I could make out his face. His eyes were open wide and wild, head tilted slightly back, looking off to the sky. His mouth was formed in a painfully wide cartoon of a smile. Between his eyes and the smile, I decided to cross the street before he danced any closer. I took my eyes off him to cross the empty street. As I reached the other side, I glanced back and then stopped dead in my shock. He stopped dancing and was standing with one foot in the street, fairly parallel to me. He was facing me and still sky- looking skywards smile still wide on his lips i was completely and utterly unnerved by this i started walking again but keeping my eyes on the man he did not move once i put about half a block between us i turned away from him for a moment to watch the sidewalk in front of me the street and sidewalk ahead of me were completely empty still unnerved i looked back to where he was standing to find him gone for a brief moment i felt relieved until i noticed him he had crossed the street and was slightly crouched down i couldn't tell for sure due to the distance but the shadow i was certainly he was facing me i had to look away from him to not more than 10 seconds so it was clear that he had moved fast I was so shocked that I stood there for some time, staring at him, and then he started moving towards me again. He took giant, exaggerating, tiptoe steps, as if he was a cartoon character sneaking up on someone, except he was moving very, very quickly. I like to say at this point I ran away or pulled up my pepper spray or my cell phone, anything at all, but I didn't. I just stood there, completely frozen, as the smiling man came towards me, and then he stopped again. 
about a car length of me away, still smiling his smile, still looking up in the sky. When I finally found my voice, I wrote out the first sign that came to mind. But what I meant to say was, what the fuck do you want? In an angry, commanding tone. But what came out was, what the Regardless of whatever or not human can feel smell, I certainly hear it in my own voice, and the only made me more afraid, but he didn't react at all. He just stood there, smiling. And then after what felt like forever, he turned around very slowly and started dance walking away, just like that. Not wanting to turn my back to him again, I just watched him go until he was far enough and almost out of sight. And then I realized something. He wasn't moving away anymore, nor he was he dancing. I walked at home as the distant shape of him grew larger and larger. He was coming back my way, and this time he was running. I ran too. I ran until I was off the side road and back onto a barrel road with a spring of traffic. Looking behind me then, he was nowhere to be found. The rest of the way home, I kept glancing over my shoulder, always expecting to see his stupid smile, but he was never there. I lived in that city for about six months after that night, and I never went out for another walk. There was something about his face that always haunted me. He didn't look drunk, he didn't look high, he looked completely and utterly insane. And that's a very scary thing to see. The Staring Doll Heather was at her friend Jenny's house one afternoon. It was just after school and Jenny's parents hadn't arrived home from work yet. It was just two of them and they were engrossed in a board game. Heather was having a good time except that they were playing in her a room adjacent to Jenny's parents' room, and every now and then Heather would glance up through the open door of the bedroom to see a little girl's doll sitting on the bed. Its eyes appeared to be staring at them. She tried to ignore it, but over time, it started getting to her. I'm sorry, she said, but I can't concentrate. The doll on the bed over there was giving me the creeps. Oh, no problem, Jenny replied. She went to the room and closed the door to calm Heather down. Then the two of them resumed their game. It hadn't been long, however, before Heather glanced up again. The door was open once again, and the doll appeared to be staring at them. Jenny couldn't understand it. She could have sworn that no one else was home, and there was no way the door could have opened without the knob being a turn. Striking, she went up to the bedroom and closed the door, and this time making sure it clicked shut. But again, and again, that would check the door and find it wide open. Heather was starting to get scared. Finally, Jenny had enough of this. She went into the bedroom and grabbed the doll and threw it into the closet, slamming it shut, then slamming the bedroom door shut behind her, and they resumed the game. For a while, things appeared to be going well, but then Heather glanced up one last time, and all of a sudden, she stood up and said goodbye and ran out as fast as he could. This time, Jenny looked up and she saw the bedroom door once again only slightly ajar with a chair propped up behind it. And sitting on the chair, peeking through the open at them was the doll.
Rinner. I have to get out. The walls twisted, we bought and cracked and concrete seem to be stretching on forever. I can't remember where I am or why I came here, but I can't remember my last name. All I know is that I have to get out. I will live if I don't. I have to get out. I hear it behind me. The uncertain chuckle echoed down the hall. Oh God, it's coming for me. An exit to the right. My jaw became a sprint once again. I paraded around, drumming, booming in my ears. So close, I'm a yard away. Feet from the door. Suddenly, ground, my face smashed into the dirty concrete, hard enough to feel something break. I turned, looking at the altar that tripped me. The blood gushed from my nose, staining my shirt and my pants, and I don't have time to care. One thought takes control of me, and one motivation guided my body from the other one unnatural. Well, I have to get out. I freeze state. It takes me a moment to focus on the figure limping slowly towards me to realize the danger. He is tall, thin, and a corpse of white of a sheet. His dark suit immensely. His long limbs seem to be stretching beyond the right proportion. A long black cane topped the mental figurehead. It clenched tight as its fist. Two long fingers lapping permanently like a bad Halloween glove. Wisping white hair cascaded around his balding ceremonial, draped over his shoulders like unkempt veins. His face is in the worst, with the first feature that seemed to only highlight the wrongness of the absent one. Two ovals set deep into the high eye sockets, twins painted from abyss staring into me, into my soul. His smile is too large, too wrong, overcrowded teeth, line, lipness, maw, the stretching of the length of his head. Saliva leaked through his gasping of his teeth. Caught by the polite tapping of the concept in his free hand. I wouldn't take few steps towards me. His galt awakeward like a teenager who hasn't quite come to grip. With a groan sprint back, turns furious and crawling towards the door, crawling towards my salvation. I gasped as the handle pulled madly on the doorknob. The door swung open to reveal nothing. A wall like something out of a lunatic common ship lies before me, curly dapping on the surface. It's a picturegram of a smiling face, surrounded by a tall marks that are too numerous to count. The pigment died as the dark brown, but I knew its original color would have been red. Sigmatin. A tittle mad giggle from behind me. Awkward footsteps helped the cane to already make a distance between us. Oh god, I can't get out. Oh my god. Wow, guys, I really hope you enjoyed that story. And before I go, I just want to let you guys know that on my main YouTube channel, I have the Smiley Man story I did a long time ago. And on my second channel, I have a video about the Smiley Man, like the horror video awards coming out on Monday, guys. And I'll see you guys in my next episode.